Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinny Wiley. This week, Fiji Rugby League gets the green line to join the New South Wales Cup. The Tawa Samoa residents come up short and Cricket PNG appoints a full-time head coach. But first, the athletes are in place, the venues are ready and the opening ceremony is just hours away. After months, years of preparation, the Glasgow Commonwealth Games is upon us, with competition beginning on Thursday morning local time. In our final preview interviews, we speak with the two biggest Pacific delegations, Fiji and Papua New Guinea. Fiji is sending 42 athletes to Scotland, and Chef Demission at Lyndall Fitcher says after missing the last games through suspension, it's just nice to be involved. We did not have Glasgow on our picture you know, at the beginning of the year, and then we were very fortunate to receive an invitation that we were able to uh, participate. So for all the sports people, it's very exciting that they've got this competition on. And when that decision was made, I think back in March, and I was uh, speaking with Reg Sanday about that, he said that even though, as you mentioned, uh, it wasn't what you, you weren't expecting to be uh, given this late call-up, he said that the athletes would be ready and that they weren't, I think his term was that they weren't uh, dozing under the coconut tree, that they had been training and they would be ready and uh, they would be competitive. Is, is that the feeling you get as well? Oh, yes, uh, very much. And we're very uh, timely because most of the sports have had Oceania championships in the last couple of months, so that's been an excellent build-up and selection trial for the athletes that are, are going to Glasgow. Six sports, uh, 42 athletes. I guess looking through the list there, the likes of Leslie Copeland, uh, Benavan Tembekanthoro, uh, you know, some of those names, uh, Manuele Tulo, uh, you know, seem to be, you know, stand out that could do quite well t- for you guys. We're hopeful that, uh, that Team Fiji will be able to win a medal. And, of course, um, our bowlers are very experienced bowlers. The bowlers don't get the opportunity that most of the other sports do because they're not usually included in a major game. So it's very exciting for them. Um, they did fairly well at the Commonwealth Games in Melbourne in 2006 when Fiji last took part in the Commonwealth Games. And they, as I said, they are a very experienced team. So we're hopeful that uh, there'll be a medal or two within that group of athletes as well. Do you have sort of a number or figure or, or how many medals you think you can strongly contend for or, or win? Well, it's a bit hard because we have not been competing within the Commonwealth countries as such. So I wouldn't like to put a medal tally, but... I'm confident that we will win a couple of medals. And I guess, uh, unfortunately, no netball or uh, sevens teams competing uh, this time around either, but uh, I guess you just have to make uh, do with what you have. That's right. I mean, we're just delighted that we are able to participate, and we're very fortunate that the Commonwealth Games Association, as uh, the federation, as they provided to all the other countries, that uh, they have been able to give us some funding to help prepare the teams, which is always crucial at this time, you know, with only a few months out and being invited, we're always looking for funds. We're preparing our team to the Youth Olympic Games as well this year, so the funding from the Federation has greatly helped uh, get our athletes well prepared. And uh, Linda, what would you deem a successful uh, Games for Fiji? I think just by being there, that's success enough for me at this stage. 
and the medals will be a bonus. And I'm sure all the athletes, I mean, even in the Oceania Championships, as you mentioned, Vanuva Tambakalavuru, our sprinter, he set two new Oceania records at the championships recently, and I think this is just a stepping stone for them. And we've got several of the athletes who are vying for 2016, the Rio Olympic Games. So this is just a great opportunity to have the international exposure. That's the chef mission for Fiji's Commonwealth Games team at Lyndall Fisher. Next to Papua New Guinea, who have the Pacific's largest squad in Glasgow with 94 athletes. Oceania Championship winning weightlifter Stephen Kari will be the country's flag bearer during the opening ceremony and his bidding to become just the third Papua New Guinean to win Commonwealth gold after lawn bowler Gaya Tao and swimmer Ryan Penny. Penny attended three Commonwealth events as an athlete, but this year he only gets in the pool before training sessions in his role as coach of PNG's six-strong swim team. We'd like to look at um, yeah, personal best times, but then you know, um, you know, racing against the Pacific teams as well, trying to get up there within the top placings for that. It could also be very possible that we make a semi-final. Um, I know Annalisa uh, previously at the last uh, Commonwealth Games did, and uh, yeah, I think it's reachable. We've got some pretty talented swimmers here, and you know, as long as they can keep their head in check, uh, yeah, sort of keep the next couple of days going strong, I think there's a, there's a possibility there. Swimming is one of the first sports uh, to get underway in Glasgow. When are, when are your uh, PNG athletes in action there? Uh, yeah, actually we've got um, six of our athletes up uh, on that first day, so we're going to be busy. Um, and we'll, with our uh, female relay, 4 by 100 freestyle relay on uh, that first day as well. So, yeah, it's going to be a good flying start for them all. And um, pretty much every day we've got uh, athletes swimming. So it's going to be uh, pretty busy on a pool deck. You touched on there, I guess, the different guys that you've turned up in Glasgow in in a coaching capacity, not a competing capacity. Of course, four years ago you won the silver medal. I think it was the only medal for PNG at the Games. And uh, uh, previously to that, of course, the gold medal. Um, how, how do you feel in a general sense about the chances for PNG? Obviously, Stephen Carey's been named as your uh, flag bearer, and he's obviously been in fantastic form. And I guess he'd be seen as a real contender for you guys. Yeah, that's right. Our uh, weightlifting team uh, sent over a really strong group of guys, and I think we're looking pretty positive there. And, um, you know, the next couple of days will really tell. Uh, Stephen's looking the best as a favourite to win his class. So, um, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of PNG support out the weightlifting. And um, But, you know, it was probably like a little bit like uh, swimming back in 2006. Winning a gold medal, that's for sure. Well, from my perspective, that wasn't. Um, you know, I thought maybe it's a chance for a medal, but our other sports um, yeah, may be looking at the same sort of thing. So we've got uh, athletics up towards the, the later end of the um, games and you know, Toy Whistle, she's a, a hot defender as well. Indeed, I'm sure, I'm sure you'd like to see a couple of people join you on that uh, golden podium so uh, all the, some of the focus can perhaps go off you. Yeah, that would be great. Um, and I'm sure the amount of money that's sort of been spent on the team as well to be able to perform, yeah, I think that would be a fantastic sight for uh, the Papua Guineans back home. I'd like to see that the, the money's been put to good use, which um, I, I'm sure it has been. We've got a really strong team here and everyone's looking really good, so I uh, can't wait to see some of the results coming out. That's the former Commonwealth Games gold medalist and Team PNG swim coach, Ryan Penny. The Toa Samoa residents have been beaten 18-12 by the USA Tomahawks in their Ohana Cup clash in Hawaii over the weekend. The hosts led 6-0 at half-time and stretched their advantage to 18-6 with nine minutes remaining before the Tower grabbed a consolation try in the final minute. Meanwhile, a Fijian bid has secured the rights to enter a team in the New South Wales Cup Rugby League competition from 2016. 
The Fiji bid team, led by former Bati captain Petro Thivanathiva and Greg Brown, has received endorsement from the New South Wales Rugby League Board, along with the Fiji National Rugby League and Fiji Sports Council. The team will be based in Suva, and Thivanathiva says it's a great result after a long process. We've been working closely with the New South Wales Rugby League and they were very excited about uh, the prospect of, of having a, a Fijian team represented in their competition. In saying that, um, you know, we're still some time off uh, till the, the kick-off for the 2016 season and uh, a lot of work ahead for us. Yeah, 2016 gives you guys a lot of time to plan. You've obviously got a stadium in mind and you've got, you know, uh, a lot of plans in terms of what's going to happen. But, uh, you know, there is always finer detail that, uh, you know, is, is tricky and, and needs working through. That's right, and I guess that the time frame uh, it does does give us that opportunity to do that. But uh, in saying that, uh, I'm sure that that time frame will go very quickly. So, first matters at hand is obviously uh, to, to to assemble uh, a squad of players, and and uh, we've got our, our ideas of of doing that sooner rather than later, so that we can uh, start to uh, begin our preparations um, for getting our local players up to speed uh, to the the New South Wales Rugby League uh, Cup standards. So. Uh, we're, we're, uh, we'll be working uh, very quickly towards doing that uh, and then obviously everything else will, will, will follow from that. So how did this bid come about and, and then how long have you guys been trying to, to get this? I think there's been a fair bit of talk now for, for quite a few years. I think the, uh, the Fiji Rugby League Board had uh, made some inquiries to the Queensland Rugby League about uh, an opportunity there, but nothing ever eventuated. Um, I think for myself and uh, my partner, Greg Brown, uh, we were in discussions and we just thought ways in which we could make this happen. Uh, I did initiate talks with the Queensland Rugby League, but uh, unfortunately at the time, with the PNG bid going through, uh, and, and uh, on that they're doing really well in the, in the Interest Super Cup in Queensland, uh, probably in terms of time frame, uh, we were going to be a bit of a way off. Uh, they are now looking at uh, a franchise uh, coming from Townsville and another one down in southeast Queensland. So realistically, it, it would have been a, a, probably a six to, to eight year proposition for us uh, to come into the Queensland competition. So looking at the New South Wales Cup, it actually lined up a, a lot better uh, in terms of uh, logistics. Uh, we have direct flights from Suva uh, to Sydney, which obviously makes it very ideal for, for travelling teams in and out of Fiji. Uh, also to uh, huge expat uh, population in Sydney. So already we'd have a, uh, a ready-made uh, fan base uh, in Sydney for, for this uh, new team. So but they were just a, a couple of the factors that uh, swayed us towards the New South Wales Rugby League and, uh, and obviously um, aligning ourselves with, with their competition. Yeah, dealing with the PNG Hunters team uh, and, and their bid, uh, they've probably had a, f- a few added challenges in terms of uh, they've had to play up in Kokopo and, and now they're based up there but they'll be coming back and they've got all this construction because of the uh, Pacific Games that's approaching and then also they had issues with security and, and there were some concerns regarding that which have been uh, largely allayed now and, and as you say they've been doing quite well. Did you guys reach out to them? Did you uh, discuss with them in terms of how that went? Did you try and work together sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, we've uh, we, we've made contact with uh, their bid team, um, and uh, I guess just to, to get a better understanding of probably the the, the positives and negatives of, of obviously um, experienced in in the setup of of the team, and uh, you know that they were more than helpful. So um, we were uh, really excited, I guess, the opportunity to to meet with them, and um, that uh, will continue uh, right throughout this whole process, and and that's something that we're very grateful to uh, the PNG Hunters for. Uh, for extending um, that to, to us, and, uh, and you know, hopefully that'll uh, help us in, in, in being able to speed up this process. Obviously, time frame is an issue, so um, any uh, I guess information that we, we can get uh, uh, that can help us to establish ourselves quickly, well, uh, you know, we're, we're obviously very grateful for that. 
And in the wider scheme of uh, Fiji Rugby League, and where do you see this team fitting in, uh, in in terms of, obviously there's a lot of Fijian players or players of Fijian heritage that are in the NRL at the moment. Uh, of course, you know, you were one of them in the past and and they feed through to the national team who did, of course, very well uh, with yourself there at the World Cup last year. How, how does this New South Wales Cup team benefit? What this competition will provide for us is a direct pathway, you know, for, for teams, especially for our players, to be noticed and, and hopefully to be recruited into NRL ranks. Um, the fact that they will be playing against feeder clubs week in, week out, you know, and, and experiencing, um, you know, play at, at, a, at a higher level, Ultimately, what it does create also too is is that that higher standard of uh, experience for players to then eventually go back and, and play for the Fiji Bati in Test football. So, I think there's there's tremendous benefits there um, for for our local players that will uh, you know be the outcome of um, you know playing in the, in this competition. That's the former Bati Rugby League international Petro Thivanathiva, who's a part of the bid team for a Fijian New South Wales Cup side. The former New Zealand international Dipak Patel has been appointed the first ever full-time coach of the Papua New Guinea cricket team. The 55-year-old says he only became aware of the vacancy in the past couple of weeks and is excited about the opportunity to work with professional international players on a day-to-day basis. Patel says there is no shortage of talent in the Barramundi's team and believes that big things are possible. Cricket PNG general manager Greg Campbell says the move to a full-time coach was born out of a player's review. We've had a couple of coaches before, one Andy Bickle, one Peter Anderson. They both did a magnificent job. They were sort of fly-in, fly-out coaches, but Deepak Patel will be uh, full-time live-in, so he'll be here every day with the boys, training with them and getting to know them a lot better and uh, looking to take us further in the world of cricket. So we're excited by Deepak, and uh, he's looking forward to the stint in PNG. Earlier this year, the team earned one-day international status. Is it that step up? I guess, in the world of cricket that's given you the financial muscle and, and the means, I guess, to be able to do this? Oh, yes, of course, that helps. But also uh, his experience in playing in that area and being involved in Test cricket and international and his overall coaching experience and the players' review was they thought they needed a coach living full-time, so that's the area we're going to do and we're all looking forward to him joining us. What does that allow you and, and Deepak Patel to do that previously perhaps you couldn't? day-to-day contact with the players. I know Peter Anderson did spend a little bit of time here, but he wasn't living in. Uh, he had three or four weeks in and then out for three or four weeks with Deepak. will have that constant communication with them and uh, getting to know and putting strength and conditioning programs in place. And also going through the changes of contracts, so hopefully that could be sorted out in the next couple of weeks where they'll become full-time cricketers. And just that day-to-day contact normally. Not that we didn't have it before, but it was always that break in uh, proceedings where the coach was out for three or four weeks just the continuity of everything now and we're going to be on the road four or five months of the year so Deepak is going to jump head first into a big pond and he's going to have to learn to swim pretty quickly but we've got no doubt that he can do that. And I guess he does come with a lot of experience both as you mentioned obviously his playing career in New Zealand and you know for the uh, Black Caps side and, and at past World Cups and also in a coaching capacity domestically in New Zealand and of course with a number of the age group sides as well. And you know, even his background, mate, we spoke about that on the phone with him, and I've also met him that you know his indigenous background with his mother and father. He understands the culture here too. Um, um, he'll know what what makes him tick, and he understands there's not going to be a shock coming to PNG. I mean, it's a great place to live, and the culture is great. But he'll he'll jump in uh, knowing that. Way up, and his experience is undoubtedly one of the things. He's a strong-willed character, which we're looking for. He has his um, 
his own ideas of where he wants to take us, and we're, we're happy to do that. And I think his relationship with myself and Rua Dakana, especially our high performance manager, will be uh, the telltale story if them two can uh, tick it off, which I'm quite sure they will. I think you'll see improvement in our team and, and the way we want to go and play our cricket and the focus of where we want to go. Now you touched on the uh, player contracts as well. How, how many players will you be able to offer those uh, full-time deals? That's not confirmed yet, mate. We're looking at between 16 and 18. They'll be in our main um, group of national players, and then, of course, we'll filter down through the ladies and, and the 19s. But you know, that just becomes another professional part of our game now where we, we want to take them forward. We want to have them concentrating solely and wholly on cricket without worrying about trying to hold down a full-time job and support their family. So hopefully that will get across the line in the next couple of weeks or a month and they become full-time cricketers and that's their main focus just to train and play and uh, they can financially be a lot better off so all that will fall into place and uh, you know hopefully see the game improving here even better and we can start playing these ODI games which everyone's excited about playing and uh, I'm sure Deepak's coaching and his playing ability and what we've seen of him on the talks I've had with him on the phone he's he's on the same page as us and he wants to do well and, it, and it's a great opportunity for himself also to come to a country you know, you know, top 16 in the world and uh, and show people that he can he can become a good coach and, and further his career down the path. And with uh, one-day international status, with a new full-time head coach and also with these contracts coming in for the players, I mean, that does raise the expectations to take it that, you know, next couple of steps further. Oh, exactly. Um, um, cricket fan G and the board and management and all the uh, people that are involved in cricket know these guys have put some sacrifices on the line and we've always been talking about this years to come that they need to be rewarded and hopefully we can reward them that they can get into the top 14. That's our aim in uh, the next two or three years to get another couple of places up that ladder where we become more secure. We don't want to in four years time to be uh, looking at dropping out of the four day or the ADI fixtures. We want to be a permanent fixture there so we're all about improving and if these guys can be more happier off the field and know their families and themselves have been looked after, they become 100% committed to cricket and you know, instead of worrying about all them little things off the field when they go away, they'll make a, a very exciting time up here. That's the Cricket PNG General Manager, Greg Campbell. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. Thanks very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.